Praise the Lord. God bless you, everyone. This is Apostle Ivory Hopkins. I am extremely excited to have you to listen to our podcast messages. We are trusting that the Holy Spirit will bless you. We're going to take you into a message in just a few minutes, amen, where I feel that God is going to give you insight, revelation, and wisdom through the teachings that the Lord has given us to present before you. If you want to get up with us on our website, our website is pilgrimsministry.org. That's pilgrimsministry.org. It is my pleasure and my honor to bring this anointed message to you where I am preaching and teaching under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, giving God's people insight that will strengthen their spiritual walk, build their family, and put under their feet the enemy on every level. Now sit back and enjoy this message. God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Welcome every single one of you to the General of Deliverance podcast. Amen. And I want to also thank you, those that have supported us with a $5 donation or any size donation that the Lord has dealt with your heart to sow into our life. And if you desire to bless us on, with any type of donation, you can go to the, uh, the General of Deliverance podcast. That's Ivory Hopkins, General Ivory Hopkins Cash App, and you can bless us. Well, check this out, guys. What I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to be talking about, amen, how that you can tell the difference of the warfare between the flesh, amen, the carnal mind, and demonic. Years ago, this is going to sound funny to some of you. Years ago, when we started in deliverance, a strange teaching came out, and it was teaching that the carnal mind meant the word sarks, which means dead meat or flesh, and that everything that operated in us was demonic. It was either the Holy Spirit or a demon. Now that was a 100% incorrect false teaching. And so I haven't been one been taught balanced word. I went berserk and I began to fight against this teaching because if you think that every area that comes to your mind is a demon, you will be fighting the wrong, using the wrong diagnosis against the enemy and Satan will use it to confuse you. So I'm going to take you into this message and I want to go and break down these things for some, amen, that are in here that needs to know the difference between the warfare with the flesh, the carnal mind, and not the demon. What is the difference between the works of the flesh and demons? And how can you differentiate between the two? Now, I'm going to come out of the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. That's the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. Check this out. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. And this word flesh actually came from the Greek word sarks. And it's probably the basic word. Listen to what this is here says. The flesh is the lowest term, meaning meat skin, which is not the soul or spirit. So clearly that could not be what Paul meant when he talked about the works of the flesh. If we would take that word sarks and make it only mean the flesh, only mean dead meat, that was not what Paul was talking about. Below is a more fitting definition of the word flesh. And I'm going to say this to every single one of us out here. This message is highly important in the time and season we live in because people nowadays, more than ever, whatever 
feels, they feel in their body, they feel in their mind, they feel that they're a certain thing, they begin to adapt to that nature, adapt to that, and the enemy uses it as a vehicle to bind them. What Paul was talking about when he was talking about the flesh, he was talking about these four components. The flesh here is the human nature. It is the carnal mind. It is the frailties that's a part of our human nature, both physical and moral. Also, it is the passions founded in mankind's nature. I'm going to say it again. This word flesh, when Paul said the works of the flesh, he was saying the works of your human nature and not a demon, the works that operate in your corner mind. Oh, somebody cast it out. A thought came across my mind. It must be a demon. No, ma'am. No, sir. Without any demon being anywhere, our basic human makeup, the way God created us, we will have certain frailties that is a part of our physical or moral thinking. We will have passions, desires, and things that will go through our mind and heart that we'll want to do that are diametrically opposed to the word of God. Now, I'm going to go to Galatians 5, 5 and 20 and 21. And it goes on to say that the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these. And it talks about idol tree, witchcraft. Would you believe that? Witchcraft is a work of the flesh. It ain't even nothing spiritual or super deep. The only way that witchcraft is capable of operating in our life and have an influence, first it must get in our life in the carnal mind. And when the carnal mind comes under acceptance, non-resistance of any form of witchcraft, teaching, deception, then it turns into a gateway for spirits. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, and heresies. And look what it goes on even further to say. Envyings, murdering, drunkenness, reveling of such like which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past. And listen to what it says here, and you can't change this. They that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I know we're living in the modern days and we want to change all of this, but the Bible says that if we operate in the works of the flesh, we that do such things, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Every person listening at me right now, it is incumbent of you as a born again believer to understand that we must resist the sins of our nature. We must resist the strongholds in our life that our carnal nature likes, loves, and wants to do. Let me go down a little bit further. But look what it says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit, I like this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. When you read Galatians 5, 19 and 20, that talks about now the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these, and it starts naming a few like adultery, fornication, uncleanness, all of the above, all of the above are sins that originate in our carnal mind. Nope, you did not like that because you got a demon. No, ma'am. No, sir. You, we did not operate in the carnal realm, in the carnal nature because we got a demon. We operated because we have human desires. 
What God is trying to tell us is that our human desires, if we don't bring them into captivity, they will bring us into bondage. Let me give you a perfect example. Me being a married man to my wife, Evelyn, if I would allow myself and, and to go by the flesh and lust after anything I could get my hands hold to, the word of God is totally against it. It would open doors of destruction in my marriage. It would open doors to bondage in my life. And it would open doors to demonic spirits that will come in and compensate the thing that I am not putting to death. The thing that I am not crucifying. Listen at this. I actually had an experience one time with a bishop of a ministry that when his wife had called me, this bishop was fornicating and committing adultery with people in his congregation and other areas. When I talked to him about the sin that he was doing and about he has to put to death that thing, he began to tell me, well, a man has just got a man. And if you're just a man, you got that in you anyway. Well, I get it that we got the capability, male or female, to lust, to lie, to steal. But I mean to tell you that bishop was supposed to be living the word of God. And that very thing that was in him, that was him, his own desires had to be brought into captivity to the word of God. That bishop did not get a pass. Now, needless to say, guys, check this out. That brother got mad with me. He got real angry with me and wanted to go off on me. And I just slowly told him, I said, hey, bro, you can get mad with me all you want to. But what you are dealing with, Bishop, you are dealing with the fact of you have got demons for sure. But you're not doing what you do because you got a demon. You have gotten demons because of what you're doing. You have gotten demons because you were not crucified. Is anybody out there hearing me? Listen, you new generation of believers. Christ made it quite clear that if any man or woman will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow him. The things that God the Father tells us not to do in Galatians 5, 19 through 20 and 21, or rather it's a commandment. He tells us not to do them because they will cause natural and spiritual damage. All of the rough sins that originated in the carnal mind are sinful nature, which is not a demon, yet it will war against the spirit of God in you. Now, let me tell you something. My and your carnal mind it's like a, a rebellious demon. It's hostile towards God. Brother Ivy, going to make it clear. Your carnal mind is not a demon. Every thought that comes across your mind is not a demon. The things you desire to do in your flesh, if you would just turn it loose and let it go, is not a demon. It's you. It's about time that this modern-day Christian begin to understand, if you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to have to choose you this day whom you will serve. No man can serve two masters. The carnal mind is like a rebellious demons. It's hostile towards God. Look what it says in Romans 8 and 7. And I'm going to read it in three translations. King James Version first. Romans chapter 8, verse 7, King James Bible. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Now, what is that saying? That is saying... My carnal nature never gets saved. When I ask Christ to come into my life, 
when I ask to do the Holy Spirit's work, when the Holy Spirit convicts me of sin and righteousness, when the Holy Spirit makes us aware that we need a redeemer, guess what that gets uh, renewed and born again? Your spirit man connects with your God. Your spirit man gets renewed. The Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit man. But even though you have a wonderful feeling that Sunday or that day that you gave your life to Christ, that day that you surrender, that does not mean that your carnal mind, your human nature did not get born again. Because the carnal mind or the human nature is hostile against God. For it is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be. Look what it says in the Berean Study Bible. In the Berean Study Bible, Romans 8 and 7 says, because the carnal mind, because the mind of the flesh is hostile to God, it does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. So there is a part in me until the Lord finally comes back and this corruption will put on incorruption till the Lord comes back and I get a new body like under his, which is eternal forevermore. There will be a warfare. There is a warfare in us that fights God. And we have to go through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit for him to overpower and put to death the deeds that are in us. It's like we're dead men walking. Anybody hear this? It's like we are dead men walking. Look what it says in Romans 8 and 7 in the Legacy Standard Bible. Because the corner mind, because the corner mind set on the flesh is hostile to God, it does not, let me highlight this because this is a good one here. This is a good one here. Gotcha, right there. Because the corner mind, uh, uh, the, because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. Did y'all hear that, soldiers? In other words, <laughs> you will, uh, by surrender, listen, if a thought came across my mind, Irving, go out and start getting high. If a temptation came across my mind, and it would be a temptation. Now, I would not be, go I would not be tempted to go rob a, cor a, a, a corporation. I would never be tempted to go steal. But the warfare in my flesh, in my corner mind, would be getting high. Guess what? I have to crucify the thought. I have to cast it down. And I want many of you to understand just because a thought comes across your mind doesn't mean that you are demonized and can't help yourself. The Wesley brothers, the one who started the Wesley, Wesleyan church, they had a saying, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest. I'm going to tell all of you out there, any preacher, any prophet that tells you, Oh, you're going to be in a spiritual place, praise God, uh, that not even a bad thought, not even a, a, a sinful thought will come across your mind. That man or that woman is lying. The Bible never thought that. I'm going to say it to all of us. It is time that we understand. Jesus made it clear about denying the carnal mind, denying the flesh. You can't do everything you want to do. Is anybody hearing me? Look at Matthew's chapter 16, verse 24. Matthew 16 and 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, 
let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now, that's a powerful verse. Did you get that? In other words, the Lord is saying, if you are not only going to accept me as your savior, but you have to surrender to me as your Lord. Good God Almighty. Did anybody hear that? That was awesome. Did you get it, people? God does not only want us to accept him as our savior, but he wants us to surrender to him as our Lord. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The, in the Amplified Bible, Matthew 16 and 24, in the Amplified Bible, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests. He must deny himself. In other words, yes, you'll want to do certain things. Yes, you can do certain things, but there comes a place if you're going to walk this walk, if you're going to live this life, it is a life of surrender. It is a life of crucifixion. It is a life of death. I'm telling y'all, I hear a lot of young preachers today preaching, and they're not making this clear to people. They're not, they're making it sound like, oh, if I preach like that, I will sound like I'm judging people. Bottom line is, people, we are to judge ourselves every day, every day. Apostle McCoy, you hear me, Apostle McCoy? Every day, I have to judge myself. I have to judge my thoughts. I have to judge my attitude. I have to judge my character. That's called being Christian. That's called being normal. That's called resisting the carnal mind, resisting the human, the nature of the flesh. Now, this is what it says here. I'm gonna let me let me take this verse down to the next. Ah, you go. I want to put it all together. Listen at this. Matthew 16 and 24 in the Amplified Bible. I'm going to read it again, soldiers. Check this out. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfless interest, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness. Good God on mercy. Whoa. Wow. Expressing a willingness, what expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow me. Did you get that? Believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of the faith in me. Now, I hope y'all get that. Jesus was making this clear. I like the way the Amplified Bible translates Matthew 16 and 24, because it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any one of you wish to follow me as my disciple, he or she must deny himself and set aside your selfish interests, even who you hate, even who you're mad with, even who you have unforgiveness towards. If you're going to follow me, you're going to have to set that aside. Take up his cross expressingly a willing expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come to follow me and let me tell you some of y'all out there 
the enduring that you're going through. You're enduring in you things that you like to do, things your flesh used to do, things that used to turn you flesh on. It still does. But now because you're serving the Lord, you're making up a choice. You're saying, Father, I surrender my life even unto death to you. Believing in me. Look what it says here. Believing in me. Let me highlight this, baby. I like this right here. Look at this. Believing in me, conforming to my example in living. And if need be suffering or perhaps denying because of faith in me. The Bible turned around and said it in one chapter of Romans. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So the renewing of our mind is the warfare between the spirit of God. Listen, listen. And that means Bible verses that clearly tell us what to do and inner witnesses of the Holy Spirit, judging the action that other men can't see. When you are really following God, come on, somebody. When you're really living this life, I might could fool Evelyn with something I say with my voice. But I can't fool the indwelling Holy Spirit because he will judge the intent. Let me move on a little bit further. The Apostle Paul described this warfare between the flesh and spirit excellently. And Paul was not talking about a demon in him. I'm going to say it again. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7 through 18 and 19, he described this powerful. Listen to what he says. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, in me, that is in my carnal nature, dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me. That's right. I have a willingness I want to do. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find, listen at that, he struggles with it. Listen to what it says. The fight of the flesh and not a demon is this. We war with trying to do what's right. And that's why our faith teaches us to rely on the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul was saying in verse 18, the will to do it is in me. But there is another war going on. Listen to what he says in verse 19. For the good that I would, I do not. What? For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. In other words, he's saying, oh, my God. Why can't my body line up with my spirit, line up with my desire? He's saying, my carnal nature that wars against God for the good that I do, I do not. But the evil which I would, that I do. How many have ever had that? You go for a while, you're doing good. And then all of a sudden, that doggone carnal mind rises up, carnal attitude rises up. Carnal jealousy and envy and such like rises up in you and it fights against the faith that, and, the, and the light and the leading that you're trying to serve. Listen, this is the fight with the fallen nature. As long as we are in this world, there will always be a battle with ourselves and the fallen nature that dwells in us. As long as I live, there will always be a battle with this carnal mind, this fallen nature that actually fell when Eve and Adam partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The carnal nature began to rule in the earthly realm. And by the indwelling spirit of the Holy Spirit, we're able to put it to death. Putting it to death means 
I want to, but denying it. Put it to death means I can. I still feel that. But I refuse. I ask the Holy Spirit for the strength not to allow my flesh to open doors that gets me in trouble in the natural and in the spirit. Not to allow my flesh, my habit, my addiction, my ways, my attitude to open doors that demons can come in. Are you hearing me? Listen to what it says. Yet it does not excuse or release us from personal responsibility for our sins. I'm going to say that one more time. Once again, I want y'all to get this. This new generation, I want you to understand this. Although we're understanding that there is a war in us, it does not excuse or release us from personal responsibility for our sins. Now, I, I, I could share a testimony. Years ago, I got so angry with a, a brother in the church that I literally felt myself hating him. I actually wanted to literally physically fight him and hurt him. And guess what? I didn't get a pass. The Holy Spirit convicted me about it. The Holy Spirit condemned me about it. The Holy Spirit challenged me with it. And guess what? My flesh wanted to really, I thought within myself, I know what this brother needs. He needs a good A whipping. But guess what God was saying? And you do too. And you need to know just the way you're judging him, just the way that you're angry at him and you want to do damage because he displeased you. I'm the same God that chose you and you have displeased me. Listen to me, my dear friends. I'm not telling you you're not going to have these feelings. You're going to have them and you are saved. You're going to have feelings where you feel tempted to sin, to lust, to, to do a situation. I hate to name a specific thing because that'll cause you to run off and go there instead of hear the whole message. This is the revelation of salvation. Listen, listen to me there and listen here. Sister Kimberly Barty, before I gave my life to God, I didn't care if I fornicated. I did not care if I got high. I didn't care who I used. I didn't care who I lied to. But after my spirit man became renewed, there was something inside of me that indwells me through the Holy Spirit that fights against the law of sin and death, that fights against the corner mind and gives it. Don't give your corner mind a, a pass. Some of us need to learn to stop giving yourself a pass. It is a wonderful thing that you feel convicted over your sins. Now, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, meaning you've asked him to forgive you. You've asked him to address this. You've asked him to help you and what have you. He will do just that. But one of the works of the Holy Spirit, and it must be, is to convict you of sin and righteousness. I'm telling you, our society is being played right now. It does not want us. It wants us to say, I'm saved, but I'm convicted about nothing that I do. I've got Jesus in my life. He is my Lord and nobody's to say nothing about it. And I can live any kind of way I want to. You know that is not the truth. Romans 8, 6 and, 6 and 1 and 2 says, what then? What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we continue just sinning and doing whatever we want to do because God's grace and forgiveness is there? God forbid. This is Paul saying it. Paul said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer thou in? Therein. I am dead to sin. My God, before the miraculous work of God changed my heart and changed my life, none of this stuff bothered me. It wasn't the sin that bothered me. 
Are you hearing me? We are told to resist the deeds of the flesh. We are told to. We are told to resist the deeds of the flesh. We are told to crucify the flesh, which means resist its passions to sin. Refuse to give in and deny yourself from disobeying God's word, although you want to. Did you hear me? Deny yourself from disobeying the word of God, although you want to. How many know what I'm talking about? Now, don't get on this uh, Facebook Live or on this on this YouTube and act like you don't know what I'm talking about because you know what I'm talking about. Many of us, every single human being that got the call of nature, you found yourself where you've had to deny yourself and it has not been easy. Romans 6 and 6 says, knowing this, that our old man, what old man? Carnal nature, carnal mind is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Now, this is what Paul is saying. When we obey the carnal nature, when we do any old sin, anything we want to do that's contrary to the word of God, it says we're serving sin. Look what Paul says in Romans 7 and 1. He's uh, 7 and 21. He says, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, but I take authority over it. I find a law, a principle of nature, a principle of my human makeup that I want to serve God. I got a revelation that this life that leads to nothing but the wages of sin is death, trouble, problems. Listen, tell me this. Everybody listen to me. How many, how many times in your life have you come to the conclusion that what God told you not to do in the world that was sin and bondage, if you hadn't have done it, you wouldn't be in the mess that you're in right now? Tell the truth, shame three devils, and even shame the very thought in our minds that says, I can get away with this, but everybody else has to live a different way. I say this to every preacher and every prophet and every individual out there, regardless of your calling. At the end of the day, this wonderful salvation that Christ died for, he died to put the deeds of the flesh to death so that you can rise up in newness of life, of spirit, and through the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, you can deal with and crucify and self-deny and put to death the things that used to overrule, bind you, lead you. And guide you. Look what it says here in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7. And I'm going to read it in the King James Version, the contemporary English Bible, and also God's Word translation. James, chapter 4, verse 7, King James. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. What is it saying? Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Now, first of all, it's saying, now, what does this submit thyself? Therefore, to God, it means crucify and put to death through the indwelling Holy Spirit by surrendering to God. And you then will be able to resist the enemy, the devil, and he will flee. Contemporary Bible says surrender to God. Got that? Surrender to God. Resist the devil and he will run from you. But it takes surrender. Brother Ivory, what is the principle of holding my deliverance, holding my freedom? Nothing new. Did y'all hear me? Apostle Tini Beattie, 
Nothing new. What is that, Brother Ivory? What is the secret? What is the mystery of deliverance? What is the mystery of all of my freedom? Surrender to God. Submit yourselves to God. Are you hearing me? Surrender to God. Contemporary English Bible. Surrender to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. James 4 and 7 in the Good News Bible. It translation, it says, so place yourselves under God's authority. Resist the devil and he will run away. Now, the difference in demons in the flesh, the evil that's present here, Paul is talking about is his battle with the carnal nature, the flesh, and not demons. Got that? You cannot cast this out. Or else you'll be casting you out. And you can't cast you out. We are never, listen at this, we are never told in scripture to crucify a demon or cast out the flesh. Each are handled in different manners. The flesh is to be crucified. Demons are to be cast out. And both are to be resisted. Did you get that? I'm going to say it one more time. The flesh is to be crucified. Demons are to be cast out. Both are to be resisted. Got that? Now. I'm going to go into Romans 8. I'm, I'm going to Romans 7 and 22. My God, I'm enjoying this, folks. Stay with me. I won't be on much longer, but I just want to get this message out here. Look what Paul says. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. You that are listening at me who have richly tasted of salvation. You that God has brought you out of some stuff. You that God has made you his children. You that God has adopted. Come on, somebody. You know what Paul is saying. This is what he's saying here. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. The inward man denotes the desire and purpose of a renewed heart. That's the inward man. The inward man is that fashion. Come on. That nature of the Holy Spirit. In one translation, the word nature here, divine nature, is a word called which means it's the divine character of God. I delight in the law of God after the inward man. The inward man, its desire and purpose is for the renewed heart. But he said, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my renewed mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my, mem in my members. Are you hearing me? Let's look what Barnes and Barnes says here in notes in the Bible. But I see another law. But I see another law. Romans 7 and 21. Warring against and fighting against or resisting my will and desire. That's the, the, the law of my mind. This stands to oppose to the prevailing inclination of the corrupt nature. Paul goes further and I'm almost at the end. Paul says, oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? But I thank thee through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God. Now, what mind is he talking about? The spiritual renewed mind. This is what mind he is talking about. So then with my mind, he's talking about the renewed mind, the born again mind, the new nature that the Holy Spirit's in there. With my mind, I serve the law of God, my spirit man. Serves the law of God and with my flesh, the law of sin. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm saying to you today that there is a grave difference between the warfare with the flesh, the carnal mind, and it's not a demon. 
I trust that this message has blessed you. Now, I will be coming back with more here because I know most people in deliverance, what you want to hear about is the demons this and the demons that and the demons the other thing. My dear friend, I am not going to teach unbalanced deliverance. I am not going to teach unbalanced biblical principles. If you're going to follow after Christ, you are going to have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. Now, just before I get ready to go, if my teachers have been a blessing to you, if you want to support our ministry, go to Cash App. You can go to dollar sign General Ivory Hopkins. It's right here on the screen. Make a donation of any size. I usually ask people, if this has blessed you, make a $5 donation. Whatever size donation you want to make. Or if you have nothing and you just enjoyed the message, I'm all good with that. Well, God bless you, folks. And I will come back with another part of this message. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember, if any man or woman will follow after Christ, they're going to have to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. Tell you guys like I usually do. I want you all to always remember that God, he is watching. God bless. Well, praise God. I trust that you enjoyed that message. Well, look, my dear friend, this is Apostle Hopkins. Amen. And I'm getting ready to get on up out of here. Look, if you want to sow a donation and bless us, you can do it on our website at pilgrimsministry.org. That's Pilgrims ministry.org or you can go to our cash app and make a cash app donation to general ivory hopkins it's just simply general ivory hopkins it has been my pleasure amen to bring to you the things pertaining to kingdom life and family so i trust these podcasts blesses you and i'm gonna catch you guys in another teaching god bless bye-bye